If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. I am back with another listener story episode for you guys today. The listener that I have on today is happens to be another former coaching client. Today I'm talking to Danielle, who is 28 and lives in New Hampshire. You guys are just going to absolutely fall in love with Danielle. She is so incredibly relatable, and she's so honest and raw in this episode, and I just love that so much from her talking about how right after the breakup, she went and got drunk and had a bunch of Domino's pizza. She you know, talks really openly about pretty obsessively stalking her ex's social media during a good part of you know, right after the breakup, she, you know, talks about the struggles, the real struggles I think that so many of us have. And like the one that made me laugh so hard is her ex, after they broke up, you know, he started dating someone new and she's like, I had to block him. I had to block her. I had to block her dog's Instagram account. And I just, I love it because we've really all been there. So she talks about the real relatable side of going through a breakup. But on the flip side of that, there's so much strength in her story of how she, you know, took this opportunity. She realized she always hated her job. And so she took the opportunity of the breakup to change careers. She started running and she went from, you know, not being able to run a 5K. She's running a marathon later this year. She talked about how she really dedicated herself to self-help books and journaling, and she really committed herself to doing the work, and it paid off in such a big way in her story. She comes from a really small town, so her and her ex are like, you know, she was constantly running into her ex's friends, her ex's family, and, you know, six months into the breakup, she runs into her ex, and she tells that story, and I think it's such an important story because it's what so many of us fantasize about happening and how she was able to take all the things that she learned during her breakup and turn it into a really empowering 
situation for her. So I just love her story. She made me laugh constantly. So I know she's going to make you guys laugh in this episode as well. And I'm so excited for you to meet her. So here she is. Hi, Danielle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast. So excited to have you on. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So can you start off by telling us a little bit about you in general? My name is Danielle. I am 28 years old. I live in New Hampshire and that's pretty much it. (laughs) Perfect. So let's start off by talking about the relationship that brought you to break up bestie. So can you just, just give us like a little bit of a cliff notes of what did that relationship look like? Like how did it start? How was it? And then we'll kind of get into what caused the breakup. All right. Let's see if I can try the condensed version. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My ex and I got together last year, right before COVID hit. We're both from a small town. So I kind of knew who he was before we started dating and I kind of had a little bit of a crush on him. I thought he was cute. I never thought he'd go for me though. So much to my surprise when we started dating, but I ended up waiting on him at a restaurant that I work at and I had been on dating apps and I was actually talking to some other guy who sucked (laughs) at the time and he had kind of blown me off one night and it like put me into a tailspin. I was like, I'm deleting all the dating apps. I'm done dating. It's over. And I looked one last time and his profile popped up and I was like, Oh, that's weird. So I messaged him and he asked me out and we went on a date and it was great. It was probably like the best date I've ever been on. And we kind of just started seeing each other. It was weird though. Cause I mean, this was literally like our first date was probably two weeks before COVID. So once we started dating, there wasn't, you know, we weren't going out to restaurants or going out and doing things. We were just hanging out at each other's houses and cooking and just kind of talking. So it made things go very quickly. And there were a couple of other things that happened that were a little dramatic <laughs> that also kind of just kind of put it into warp speed. And I had gone back to work at the time I was teaching preschool and we had done like remote learning and I had gone back to work in July, maybe. And that's kind of when the beginning of the end happened. So the whole relationship was about six months in total, but it was a very intense six months. So it felt a lot longer. And we used to always say that it's like, oh, I felt like I've dated you for years and all of that stuff. So, yeah, (laughs) I think that's a really common experience that I've just encountered over the last year is like the COVID relationship, because Mm -hmm. even, I mean, I know a lot of couples that like moved in really fast because they were like, well, what do we do? It's like, yeah, we have to stay home. We just like not see, you know, and then for you guys, it's like, you kind of got into like playing house right away. Exactly. Like you either had to cut it off or like you know, yeah. just like warp speed, the relationship exactly. during, during COVID plus you're sharing in a scary time together, like kind of a traumatic mm-hmm. time together. Mm-hmm. So there's just like a lot of layers that 
I think most relationships experience, but it's like, yeah. it's, it was possible last year to like experience all of those things really, really fast. Definitely. Okay. So everything was good. And then was there, when it came to the breakup, was it sudden? Was there like kind of a downward trend towards it? Like walk me through what led to the breakup. At the time, I thought it was very sudden. In hindsight, I was like, girl, there were signs. <laughs> when I had gone back to work, I mean, I was very stressed out. Like it, this was, we're all wearing masks and we're trying to figure out how to run a daycare in the times of COVID. And it was, there was a lot going on. So I was pretty stressed out and he is a police officer. So his dr- job was already stressful to begin with. And I would text him and the texts were kind of like, not as enthusiastic as they used to be. I remember a couple of times, like we had gone out to dinner because things were kind of getting a little bit normal and he wouldn't want to stay over at the house or I, he didn't really want me to come over to the house. And he was like, oh, I just need some time alone. I'm kind of going through something. And I remember I had gotten a text at like 3 a.m. one night when he was on night shift. He's like, you know, I've been feeling kind of withdrawn and I'm sure you've noticed, but I just want you to know it's not you. I'm just kind of going through some stuff. And I tried to be as supportive as possible, but it, you know, it turned into one of those things where it was like, the more he pulled away, the more I was like giving in. Cause I don't know, in a relationship, I felt like I wasn't as like lovey-dovey and affectionate. And I was like, maybe like, you're being too much of a bitch, Daniel, maybe you should be nicer. (laughs) So I started just to be nicer and that kind of backfired. But yeah, it was just lack of communication and he was definitely pulling away and I could feel it. And I remember I had gone off to drop off like a birthday card for his mom because they were doing like a birthday party for her the same weekend I was going away with my parents on like a little beach trip and my friend Emily and I dropped off the car and everything seemed fine. I was like, I'll see you after this weekend, whatever. And should I go into the whole breakup story? Yeah. <laughs> so can't leave us hanging now. Oh God. So I go on vacation. His texts are pretty like, eh. <laughs> I remember it's so funny, you know? irony is great I remember going to the bar with my friend and she was single at the time and I was just like I'm so glad that I don't have to worry about like hitting on guys at the bar and I was like oh sweetie if you only knew what was coming (laughs) (laughs) so we're having this beach vacation whatever he wasn't being very responsive I was kind of annoyed we're sitting on the beach the next day and our typical like when we saw each other, it was pretty much based on him because his schedule was so weird. So I was like, oh, so like, when am I going to see you this week? And he's like, oh, I actually want to talk to you about that. I'll come to your house tomorrow and uh, we can talk. I was like, that's weird. Okay. I was like, oh, is everything okay? And he texted me and he's like, I don't want to talk about this over the phone, Danielle. And just like, uh world comes crashing down while I'm on a beach, by the way, while I'm on vacation. (laughs) Rest of your vacations. Yeah. Ruined after that. Yeah, exactly. So I go into a parking lot and I call him and I was like, Oh, like, yeah, what's going on here? Like, 
is everything okay? And he's like, I don't want to talk about this over the phone. And like the reality is kind of like starting to sink in. And I was sad to him. I'm like, is this what I think it is? And he's like, I don't want to talk about this over the phone. And then over the phone, I'm like, well, I guess I just won't text you anymore until tomorrow. And he's like, no, I want you to text me when you get home safe. I'm like, oh, please, whatever. And I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> Hang up the phone. And my poor friend, she comes to see if I'm okay. And I just start sobbing. I was like, he's going to break up with me. And then by that point, I've slipped into a full-on like panic attack. And I go over to my parents. And I was just like, I, I got to go. I'm like, I can't. I can't be on this vacation. I can't pretend to be chill. I'm like, I'm freaking out. So I drive back home and then the whole drive home and the whole rest of the night, because this was, I think was a Sunday and I'm supposed to go to work the next day. I already told, like, emailed my boss. I'm like, I'm not coming in tomorrow. It's not happening. I'm like, I can't go to work, especially around kids and know that I'm getting dumped later. Like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> so the whole drive home and like the night before I convinced myself, I was like, he's not going to break up with you. He's just, you know, he just, he just doesn't know what he wants. And you're going to convince him that everything's fine. He's just overreacting and everything's great. Like, don't even worry about it. Meanwhile, I'm manically cleaning my house because my anxiety is so bad. I just need to do something. So it's like, I'm aggressively cleaning the toilet. So it's like, but you're going to get broken up tomorrow. So you better make sure the house is clean. (laughs) I did that once too, where I literally convinced myself, like I knew I was going to get broken up with, but I was like, Mm -hmm. maybe he's going to (laughs) propose. Like, I'm like, you never know. It could be something like really good. Exactly. This is going to be the best day of your life. It's like whatever you can do to make yourself go to sleep. Cause I just like never felt so crazy. I remember the next day I like get ready. I'm like, okay, worst case scenario, you're going to look really good. So I put on like a really nice outfit, make sure my hair looked good. I was like, you're going to look great (laughs) for this. And I remember texting him. I was like, look, I took the day off. So can you get like, get here at 1030? Cause like, let's get this over with. And I guess he had worked the night before and he's like, oh, well, I kind of wanted to get some sleep. So can we make it like 1130? And in my head, I was like, sure, sure. Why don't you get some sleep um, yeah. before you break up with me? Meanwhile, I haven't slept at all, but you know what? Sure. You, you can have whatever you hour. need. Yeah. Oh, day. So he shows up and I left the door open. And I remember him like knocking on the door and I was like, you can come in. Like, you don't need to knock on the door. And he's like, oh, I don't want to be rude. I was like, well, I think that's kind of gone out the window. Don't you think? (laughs) And we go to sit down and it was so weird. And I don't know if this was just like, like a cop thing or him being very skilled at breaking up with people so many times, (laughs) but he like had a script. It was like, he was a different person. He was just like reading from the script And he said, he's like, you know, I think we're too much like best friends and you like me more than I like you. And we're just two different people, Danielle. And I'm like, first of all, I'm like, don't you want to be with your best friend at the end of the day? Like, it's not all sunshine and rainbows and honeymoon phase. Like, ideally, of course, that's what you want, but that's like not the reality of life. I'm like you want somebody who is like your best friend. At least that's what I want in a relationship. I don't think that's a bad thing. 
And the two different people, I was like, everybody is two different people, Kara. Like, why would you want to yeah. date? You want to date yourself? You. Yeah. yeah. Like, I wouldn't want to date me. Oh my God. I would break up with them instantly. <laughs> and yeah, you like me more than I like you. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I developed strong feelings for my boyfriend. I was like, it's not like we were like hookup buddies for this time. We were like, we were in a serious relationship. We'd gone on vacation together. Like I'd gone on a week long vacation with his family. Like he had talked about moving in. It's not like, you know, I was this side chick. He would text at like 1030 and 1130 at night. Like, I was like, you were my boyfriend. Of course I liked you. That's how it works. First of all, I feel like hearing so many breakup stories, I'm like, I have to write a book on how to break up with someone the right way because I'm like, oh my God, I hear so many horror stories. And I had like a close friend call me because they're about to break up with their person. And I was like, whatever you do, whatever you do, don't say Mm -hmm. it's because they like you more than you like them. I was like, yeah, it's literally the worst. Honestly, it's like the worst thing Mm -hmm. you can say to someone because it doesn't, first of all, it doesn't make sense. Second of all, it like makes the other person like feel bad. And it's kind of like stroking your own ego in a Mm -hmm. way. It's just, Mm -hmm. it just doesn't come off well. So exactly. Okay. So, okay. So the breakup happens. He has his little script. I also wanted to Mm -hmm. point that out because some people are like, how did my ex turn so cold? I think honestly, like once you get into that space of like needing to break up with someone, you kind of have to turn yourself into a robot. Otherwise it's like way too hard. So I think people get like that where it feels like they're cold, they're robotic, they're reading Mm -hmm. from a script, but I think it's Mm -hmm. like just a, at a necessity. Okay. So breakup happens. Then what happens? Oh God. (laughs) Cue Danielle's descent. (laughs) (laughs) So we break up. I'm in shock. And I'm like, I, I cannot be alone. He left. I like cried instantly. And I was like, okay, we're done crying. And my friend literally, like she at the time lived two seconds away from my house. And she was like working from home and her husband, who I'm also friends with, had the day off. And I texted her. I was like, Kara just broke up with me and I'm coming over. She's like, oh my God, come over. And I got hammered at her house. They ordered me Domino's. They said, you want a drink? And I just got hammered and ate dominoes and I was just like can you even believe this he sucks as fuck like <laughs> and then later on I still didn't want to go home and be my by myself so my cousin and his girlfriend at the time were at the pub and they're like why don't you come and have a drink at the pub and get some dinner and I was like great so then I continued just drinking <laughs> and eating until the next day and then I remember going to bed that night and I was just like okay Today, you didn't really process anything. Today, you ate a lot of food and you got very drunk. So maybe you should take tomorrow off to actually feel something. (laughs) Because at the time, I was just like, we're not feeling anything. We're going to pretend. So I took another day off from work. (laughs) And my boss thought I was quitting. (laughs) So I take another day off. And that was just like the full on depression, crying madness. And after that, it was honestly the weirdest time I think I've ever had in my whole life because I've never been so depressed and I've never been so anxious. Like I've always been like a very anxious person to begin with, but I've never felt like 
debilitating anxiety. And this was like the first time in my life where I was just like, I'm dying. Like it was awful. And like, I can eat at any time of the day. If you ask me, I will go sit down and have a meal. (laughs) You don't have to stop me. I had zero appetite. I would eat like two bites of something. I'd just be like, I can't do it. And my whole digestive system really messed up. Like this is so TMI, but I think I had diarrhea for like months because I like had stress and anxiety induced IBS. I was a mess. I was a mess. And I lost like 15 pounds from not eating enough and just having stomach issues. I felt insane, felt crazy. And like going to work definitely helped because I was distracted. And after a while, I was just like, you can't take time off because you just need to get back into a routine and be distracted. But like, I was trying to be very noble and like proud. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to delete him because then that's going to show that I care and I need to look unbothered. And like, I did have a couple of girlfriends that were like, do not text him. Do not like anything. Like, don't do that. And that was good advice. Cause like, and I kind of got into my head. I was like, you don't want to date me fine. You will never hear from me again. Uh, whatever. But of course in the back of your head, you're like, Oh my God, but are they going to text me? Yeah. Are they thinking about me? Cause meanwhile I'm going insane. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's hard. Cause like he broke up with me. So you can't just turn your feelings off. Like, and I, I kept getting stuck in the trope was like, I didn't realize that the last time I went to his house would be the last time and realized that the last time we spent together was going to be the last time we spent together. And it was just like, so abrupt and sudden. Yeah. That's like Mm -hmm. a really wild part about breakups that we don't like the last time you kiss them. There's, oh my God, there's a song by Taylor Swift called last kiss. Like nothing. I I don't think I've ever sobbed more listening to a song, (laughs) but if you're looking for a good cry song, yes. But she talks about that. Like I never realized that was going to be our last kiss and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's traumatic to go through a breakup. And I think Mm -hmm. what you're saying, like perfectly describes it, stomach issues, not having an appetite, like anxiety, So what was the thing, or maybe it was like a multitude of things, but what were some things that like made you start kind of coming out of that? Was it, I mean, was it time? Well, I kind of, and I I don't know if this is common or not, but I decided that I was just going to upheave my life because I felt very out of control. Like he broke up with me and every plan that I had went out the window because I was so sure of everything. And suddenly like, everything I thought was going to happen wasn't. And I hated that I wasn't in control of that. And I felt like out of control of my own life. And I think before we had broken up, I'd kind of wanted to change things, but like, you feel so comfortable, you don't need to. And like, one of the big ones was my job and I didn't love it. And I kind of wanted to do something else, but I just remember like this line, I used to just be like, yeah, like my job isn't great, but at least I have a boyfriend. Like, it's fine, but you know, at least I have a boyfriend. Like, no, Danielle, like there's more to life. (laughs) So the whole breakup really triggered, like, I just wanted to be in control of something and I wanted it to be because I was in, you know, if I was going to make a change, it was because I did it. And I remember going to my friend who, you know, bought me Domino's and got me very drunk, Narissa. (laughs) And I said, I'm quitting my job and I will do anything. And she said, well, you could do what I do. 
and she works in cancer research. And I was like, dude, I'm a preschool teacher. Like, yeah. I can't work at cancer research. She's like, I promise you, you can do it. I'll get you an interview, put an application. I'll make sure you get an interview. And I was just like, screw it. I'll do. Cause I was so desperate. I was like, I got to get out of this daycare because it's killing me. And it also just like reminded me of him kind of in a way, just because I had talked about him with all my coworkers and like, I don't know. It was kind of, it was triggering. It was weird. So I ended up applying for this job and I took it and I guess like, okay, I'm doing a completely different career path, which was good because it distracted the hell out of me. Yeah. (laughs) And I started running. I don't even remember how it even started, but I just felt so crazy all the time. And I just decided to go for a run one day and I was like, that kind of helped. And then I kind of got addicted to it and I was running all the time because it was like one of the only ways to get my anxiety to chill out. And I could just like zone out for an hour and go run. And like, I live in a safe neighborhood, so it's fine. So I had a lot of distractions for the most part. I was running. I had the new job. What else happened? But I had like decided that they do this like turkey trot thing in my town. And I was like, okay, I'm going to like train for this 5k and it's going to be a big deal. And I was starting to feel a little bit better. And then he got a girlfriend. (laughs) It was probably like three months in and oof, did that hurt. And like, I was still friends with him on social media at this point. And it was funny too, because like I had posted that, like my new job update and he had the audacity to like it. And I was like, Oh, aren't you like, what are you doing making other than making me insane? Because then that was like validation. I was like, Oh, like he's happy for me. And he's thinking about me. Meanwhile, he's out getting a new girlfriend. And I had heard that they were both going to do the race that I was going to be in. And that, Oh yeah. And I was just like, Oh my God, this is supposed to be my thing. And now he's going to be there with the, girlfriend and she was like very into running like runs like marathons and I was just like I'm not a marathon runner like (laughs) I have asthma like (laughs) I'm never gonna be like that and I remember like I mean it really made me feel some sort of way it was like a spiral like I was feeling really good and then this like brought me back down and a friend was just like I'm really worried about you and I think you should talk to somebody And I was like, okay, like it probably can't, it won't hurt to talk to somebody. So I got one of those like talk space, like text therapists and bless that woman's heart because I just would like unload onto her. (laughs) And it was nice too, because you could just text them whenever you felt like you need to talk or you could send them videos and like, I would just like go off about it. But she was helpful and she put things into perspective because it was nice to have like an unbiased third party because- my friends knew everything about it because I told them every minutia of whatever was going on. And I was psycho stalking him on social media too. Like I'm a good researcher. So like this was beyond, I was like, okay, he just became friends with this girl and that girl, you know, likes this. So they must've met through this and they liked each other's profile pictures. So that means that they're talking. And then it was, it was just a spiral. It was bad. And so I start talking to this therapist. I think eventually the race comes around and they didn't end up going because of COVID. 
So that was nice. I was like, okay, so you were all stressed out about this and it all worked out. And I think I found you because I had listened to another podcast and you were a guest on it. And I was like, okay, I'm going through a breakup. We love Instagram. I'll go follow her. (laughs) (laughs) And you talked a lot about no contact and blocking people. And obviously I was no contact. I wasn't speaking to him, but the blocking was just like, oof, that's final. And especially when you block somebody at the time, you only had Facebook. When you block somebody on Facebook, you defriend them. And it's just like, oh my God, like, can I ever be okay with not being friends? Cause it was like, I remember I had hid his post for a while. So it's like, Oh, so it won't pop up on my feed. But you know, I was like typing in his name every five minutes and her name. Oh my God. I had to block her on Instagram too. And she had a dog Instagram and I had to block the dog. I was like, this is a low (laughs) moment for you. I'm like, what the dog ever do you? (laughs) This is such a relatable interview. (laughs) (laughs) So relatable. The dog, Danielle. But I was like, yeah, but it's not the dog. It's her pretending to be the dog anyway but finally I think I like read your stories and I was so sick of feeling crazy I'm like just block him whatever if he sees it who cares because he's not talking to you right now he's busy with the new girlfriend so you need to be busy doing whatever you're gonna do so I blocked him and it was great I also reading a lot of self-help books at the time which were awesome and listening to like a lot of like like Oprah Super Soul. We love that. <laughs> we do. And I Wait, started... what were some of your favorite books? People love asking for book recommendations. Oh, oh gosh. Okay. I can kind of see them from where I'm sitting. One of them, and this one's a little controversial, but I think it's great, is Why Men Love Bitches. <laughs> yeah, no, Which that's interesting. Yeah. I Because a lot of people were like, that title, I was like, I know. But that one kind of just helped me when I was getting more back into thinking about dating, just like, because I remember when I first started dating Garrett, I was like, oh my God, I'm just so lucky that he wants to take me out on a date and I hope he's happy and blah, blah, blah. And that book kind of put into perspective to be like, no, he's lucky to take me out on a date. And Mm -hmm. I have a say in if I even like this person or not, and it doesn't have to be, I don't have to like put guys on this pedestal. Yeah. It's so funny. That book, like I read it. I honestly think I read it in high school. (laughs) Yeah. So funny. (laughs) Like, but I'm this, I was the same way. Like someone's so lucky to have me and Mm -hmm. it's so far the other way on the pendulum that it kind of got me to move. Like the little bit that I needed to, like, I wasn't going to become a bitch. I just, I don't think that's like in my nature, but like, (laughs) yeah, me either. The other book that is really good, but you have to be like, ready to upheave your life a little bit is maybe it's you by Lauren Handel Xander. Cause she okay. owns like, um, like a life coaching business. Yeah. And basically it's like, Oh, you're sad about that. It's, it's mostly you. So like, you need to like cut through your own BS and like figure out what you want and then do what you want. Yeah. And I remember she has these like things, like you have goals and if you don't meet your goals, there's a punishment, which is interesting, interesting. instead of okay. a reward. And I remember <laughs> I had blocked everybody at this point, but obviously you can go back and unblock people if you really want to. And it might've actually been before I had blocked him. 
it was before. And I had a friend, Abby, and I told her, I was like, every time I look at his profile or her profile or the stupid dog's profile or her Pinterest account, because I did that, which was another spiral waiting to happen because I saw the Christmas gift that she was going to make. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, I have to pay you $5 every single time I do that. So, and she was like, okay. And I was like, and I will be 1000% accountable. And I did. And I would like write it in Venmo. And I'd be like, I looked at her fucking Pinterest, like $5. <laughs> and, and Abby was so sweet. She's like, when all this is better, I'm going to take all the money and we're going to buy something for you. And like, I was like, okay. But that was like, it really helped. I'm like, yeah. do you really want to spend $5 because you wanted to go to his Facebook or open his Instagram? And then you have to tell your friend that you did it? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you do if you had unlimited time and energy? As you're navigating your breakup, I know your energy can feel low and it can feel really difficult to complete everything you need to in a day. When you're emotionally exhausted, it's especially important to be really clear on what your priorities are and where your energy should be invested. Therapy has helped me in the past figuring out where I should be putting my energy, whether that's career, friendships, relationships, events, which in turn has helped lower my anxiety because I don't always have to feel stretched thin or behind. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash heartbreak today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash heartbreak. Are you looking for a guilt-free way to unwind? Between balancing your breakup, work, and just functioning in your day-to-day life, I know you are under a lot of stress. Breakups mess with your nervous system, cause obsessive thoughts, and make it so hard to just sit with yourself. This is why it's so important to have rituals that allow you to treat yourself in a healthy way. And this is why I love Recess Mood, a sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium. Life has been very full and stressful for me lately, and as someone who hasn't had alcohol in a 11 years, I need something that helps me relax and that can bring me a moment of peace. Lately, my favorite way to do that is sitting on the couch after I put my kids to bed and having either the strawberry rose or the lime recess mood. They not only make me feel good, but they also taste incredible too. So whether you're looking for a healthier alternative to alcohol or a way to make you feel more balanced, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash heartbreak and get 15% off recess mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Well, it's just something that like, I answered that question in a, in the Q and a today, but it's like anything that will stop you in your tracks to be Mm -hmm. like, whether it's writing it down, texting a friend, having to be accountable to something like, because it's so, oh my God, it's so easy to get stuck in like the, oh yeah, it becomes a total compulsion where you're like, it's, it's a, I'm going to go look now I'm going to go look, especially like we're already on social media so often. Exactly. 
I think another part of your story is like, I get people that are like, I live in a small town, but I'm like, Danielle lives in a really small town, guys. <laughs> like, it's stupidly small. Yeah. Like, so. And I'm cutting out the details where how we even knew each other even more. Like, it was just. Yeah. So a joke. I think, <laughs> I think like that whole thing of, so it's like, we have social media and you were able to like block out that noise. Yeah. Then you have real life. Yeah. So how did that come into play? So probably, and this was part my doing, and I'm going to admit it because, you know, I'm a glen for punishment. He introduced me to people that I really liked, like his coworkers, like fiancés, wives, girlfriends, whatever. And I really liked them. I thought they were cool people. And I wanted to stay friends with them. And I obviously didn't want it to be weird either because then if I met them through him it's like oh well I'm the ex-girlfriend and I did put that on the table when I talked to them and luckily like they were like yeah you're really cool like we want to all be friends in the back of my mind was I like "Mm, this is still a way you can kind of like be connected and take up like free rent in his brain yeah of course I did I'm like it's come on (laughs) and I'm still yeah I'm human and I'm still friends with all those people today with and they're great I'm also friends with his sister so that was another thing too like we kind of became friends and she had kind of reached out to me and she was just like she's like you deserve better than him but we shall be friends (laughs) I was like yeah why not but like it's a very small town and now I'm friends with people he knows I know he's hearing about me we met obviously at this restaurant I worked at. So he kind of knew too, like if he really wanted to come find me, all I needed to do was come into the restaurant when I had a shift. And I was actually pretty lucky for the first six months of our breakup. I mean, I did not see him. He was like a ghost. I think one time I was in traffic next to him when he was like at work in his cruiser and I realized it was him. And I literally had to like drive away. (laughs) I was just like, Oh my God. It was so tough. It was very triggering because it's my anxiety was just like, oh my God, what are you going to do when you're going to see him? What if you run into him at the grocery store? What if he comes into the restaurant with his new girlfriend, which thank God he, you know, at least had the decency to not do, but it was just, it was crazy. And I definitely did the thing where you kind of like go to a couple of different places. Cause you're like, oh, maybe he'll be there, Yeah, but he never was. So thank God. <laughs> but yeah and I remember when we had had our call I was like this is bound to happen like it's such a small area and I had seen everybody else except him and it was interesting because like I literally I saw his mom I saw his dad I was seeing his siblings I was seeing all of his friends his friends were coming into the restaurant I was like this is weird and then the other weird thing is that I wasn't seeing him but all of my friends were like and it all happened around the same time. They're like, oh, I saw him at the grocery store. Oh, I saw him at the gas station. Oh, I saw him here. Oh, I saw him there. Oh, I saw him pulling somebody over the other day. And I was just like, why is everybody else seeing him but not me? It was weird. And I remember we had talked about this and we we're like, there's a reason why you haven't seen him yet. And I'm like, I'm like, I, I know. <laughs> so not to get all woo-woo on everyone, oh, but like, no. I truly, truly believe that if you... Mm-hmm. I think if you're dedicated to like doing the work and working on yourself Mm -hmm. and trying to let them go, like 
whatever, I don't know, whatever you believe in the universe, whatever will kind of keep you protected until Mm -hmm. you're ready. Because like what you saw him again at like six, six months post breakup, like Like imagine six months to like the day. Yeah. Yeah. So just imagine seeing him at like four months and how that would have gone. It was like, you saw him when you were ready. Exactly. Exactly. So what happened when you ran into him finally? The drama. (laughs) (laughs) So, oh gosh, I don't want to like drag him too much through the dirt, but because he is a nice guy. But um, I had heard from our mutual friend that he had met the girlfriend he was seeing at that time on Match.com. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So then I was like the morbid curiosity part of me and people should not do this. (laughs) I did. I was like, oh, I want to see if his profile is still on match.com. Cause I remembered when we had talked on, we had talked on Bumble. I remember going back and he had deleted his profile once we started talking, maybe after like two months. So I knew he was very capable of getting rid of a dating app. So I make this like match.com profile and his profile is still there, which was interesting. And I, you know, I was morbidly curious, so I wanted to read it and I did. Also match.com was cruel because they like come up with like, this is your top pick. And they all, like every day I went on there, they put us together. I was like, can you not? Like I'm already enough pain. Like now, now you're going to tell me that the app thinks we're compatible. I was like, I know that we were compatible. Okay. <laughs> You don't need to tell me that. And then I remember was morbidly looking and on there, it says when people are active or like recently active and it said he was active. And I was like, don't you have a girlfriend, sir? Like what's going on here? And then he was like active, like every day. And I knew I was like, he has to see my profile because if he's coming up as my top pick, that means I must be coming up as his. So I remember texting one of our mutual friends. I was like, um, are they broken up? Are they together? Like what's going on? And this is like six months into the breakup. And they're like, yeah, we think that they broke up because like the girlfriend changed her profile picture or whatever. And I was like, okay. And I was going to a wedding down in Florida at the time. And I remember I was packing and at this time I had kind of like gotten more into dating apps. And so I was talking to somebody on a dating app and I was like texting and packing and I get a text and I look down and I see it's him and literally like the world stopped. I was like, what, what's going on? Oh, by the way, I had also gotten a psychic reading who said this was going to happen. So take that with a grain of salt, everybody, but also like, coincidence I think not (laughs) wait so let me at this point would you have wanted to get back together in your mind did you think you wanted to get back together with him or was this still just like had you gotten to the place where you were like I don't want to be with this person oh no I wanted to be with him okay yeah oh very much so yes whether it was logical or not (laughs) so he texts me and you know I think in your head everybody has this like, A, if they ever text you again. And like, what are they going to say? Oh my God, I miss you. I messed up. I want you back. How are you? Any of those would have been lovely responses. That's not what I got. So I go 
to, well, first of all, I screenshotted like my phone and I sent it to about 40 people because I was just like, he fucking texted me. And I go to open it and it says, you should sell yourself better on match. And I'm like, I forgot that this happened. Yes. I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, I need to sell myself better on match. And I'm like, look, for anybody who's listening, match.com in rural New Hampshire is fucking terrifying. Like terrifying. I was on there to stalk. Okay. I was not on there to find love. The men on there were terrifying, like live in their basements or like serial killers or like, I don't even know. And I was like, look, I'm not trying to be vain, but I know I am a 10 on match.com. So don't tell me that I need to sell myself better. Oh, and like, who you have the audacity to tell me that I mean, you broke up with me. <laughs> Oh you don't my get an opinion on this. That's great. This is like a movie. Oh my God. So I call my friend who's wise and she's like, you are not responding to that text. I was like, oh, but I want to. She's like, don't. She's like, I promise you it will cause him more craziness if you don't. And I'm like, okay. And luckily I was going to this wedding. I mean, this happened the night before I was getting on a plane. So luckily I had the wedding to distract me. So I didn't have to think about this text, but in my head, I was just like, oh my God, you, all you've wanted for months is for this boy to text you. And he finally texts you. And now what are you going to do? And like, I wanted to break so many times, but then I would text friends. They're like, do not, do not text him. And then maybe like two weeks had gone by. He started getting like takeout frequently at the restaurant where I worked. And I was like, I'm not an idiot. Like you're trying to see me, but which was dumb. Cause I was like, why don't you just like text me like a normal thing or call me or like, I don't know, like, don't be weird about it. Anyway. So I remember one day I'm at work at the restaurant. I'm the only server on that night. And I see that there's like a big party and it's one of like the mutual friends. And cause I'm who woo too. <laughs> I, I just had a gut feeling. I was like, he's coming in. And I had a gut feeling the whole day that I was going to see him. And I just ignored it. I was like, you're crazy. Like, don't think like that. And I was like, and I saw the reservation. I'm like, he's coming in. I'm like, no, he's not Danielle. Don't be psycho. And I'm, I think I was helping another table and the party comes in and I kind of like peek through the kitchen and there he is. And I'm like, oh God, he's actually here. And I hadn't seen him, hadn't talked to him. And he's in this big party and I'm the only person who is working. So I have to wait on him. There's no getting around it. So I wait on him and his friends and all of his friends. I'm still like friendly with, I just wasn't him. I was talking to, and we're kind of just like, Oh, Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Body, body, blah. I didn't really ask him about what was going on in his life, but he was, he was like, Oh, you got a new job. I was like, yeah, I'm pretty much thriving. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> Yes, I've lost some weight. I'm athletic now. What do you know about it? (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, he was also with a friend who I'd met only once, but he was like really funny. So that kid was like kind of like breaking the ice between us. Like a nice buffer. Yes. But then it was just like, Oh my, it was so confusing because the chemistry was very much still there. And we kind of got into this like flirty banter thing. And I don't know, maybe when I'm in like 
my server mode, I, I can be a little more brazen. So I was giving him like a lot of shit when he was there, which was kind of fun, but it really kind of messed with your head. Cause I mean, I was not pleased with the match.com text still. And I'm like, this guy is now shown up in a place where he knows I work. He knows he's going to see me there. And now I have to wait on him. So it's like, what's going on here? The other part of my head is like, this is just divine. Like, this was meant to be. (laughs) (laughs) It's got to mean something, right? And I wait on them. And I remember towards the night, he goes, I have no business asking you this. But everybody's coming over later and you're more than welcome to come. And I was just like, ah, I don't know. I don't know if that's a good idea. I'll think about it. And his friend's like, so you're coming over? And I was like, mm, I, don't, I don't know about that. And they leave. And I'm kind of, now I'm like, well, do you go? Do you not go? And I'm mulling it over. I remember like going and looking in a mirror and I was kind of fixing my hair and the bartender, she's like, you're going over there, aren't you? I was like, I, I don't know. I haven't decided. She's like, you're fixing your hair. Like, come on. She's like, you're going over there. She's like, I think it's a dumb idea. And I was just like, oh, I don't know. And the curiosity just, it was killing me, killing me. So I went, which was probably stupid. And I was also drinking. I'd gone over there. And meanwhile, I didn't eat at my shift at work because I was so anxious because I was waiting on him. So it was really kind of a recipe for disaster. (laughs) And I just remember he was like trying to be like flirty or cute. And I remember looking at him mid drink and I was just like, no, I was like, we need to talk about that match.com text that you thought was such a grand idea. And he's like, like now's my time to shine. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I remember going to the kitchen and I just like nailed it into him. I was just like, I can't believe that you had the audacity to send me that text after all this. It's been six months and I haven't even, Oh, you just like, the poor kid, he didn't even see it coming. <laughs> then it was like, I kind of like got all of that out and then we were fine. And then everybody kind of went home and now it's like one o'clock in the morning and it's like mm, danger. When, noth- danger when nothing Daniel. good happens. Nothing good happens. Yeah. And his friend was like from out of town. So he was staying there too. So all three of us were hanging out. And then it was getting closer to, you know, I mean, it was one o'clock in the morning. People need to go to bed. Meanwhile, this is like a Tuesday. So like, I need to go to my actual job, my new actual job at the hospital the next day. And he's like, you've been drinking. So I really don't want you to drive home. And I was in no condition to drive either. Now, a smart Danielle would have slept on the couch, but I didn't do that. <laughs> I walked my butt upstairs like it was old times and convinced myself I was like you're not gonna do anything and I was like you need to give me like clothes I put on the ugliest pair of like basketball shorts that he had and a baggy t-shirt with my hair up I was like you look unattractive this is great it's not gonna work take off your makeup it's great ha 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 funny funny story Danielle yeah right it's now (laughs) what two o'clock in the morning you're an idiot. Yeah. You're going to bed. All right. Huh? Sure. So we get into bed and it's like, we immediately start making out. And he says, everything that I ever wanted to hear 
in like every girl's freaking fantasy. Like I messed up. I miss you so much. I want you back. Everything's going to be different. It's going to be amazing. It was extremely overwhelming. Like I was like, this is great. Everything's wonderful. I'd like to preface. We did not have sex. Cause I was like, we're not having sex because I know you just broke up with the rebound girl. <laughs> I'm like, we're not together. And he kept saying, I'm like, so I'm so glad we're together. And I do remember looking and I was like, we're not together. Honey, <laughs> like, I, I remember saying to him, I was like, it's not like you called me. It's, I showed yeah. up at where I worked and you kind of bombarded me. Like very overwhelming. And I'm kind of just like, okay. And I did remember saying to him, I was like, if we do get together, because there was like parts of our relationship also with COVID that were just like very dramatic. And I was like, if we do get back together, can we have like fun? Because like a lot of our relationship was very intense and we didn't really get to have fun. Like, can we go bowling? Like <laughs> something normal? Like, like naming off your wish list. Exactly. So the next day I go to work exhausted. And I'm telling a coworker about everything. And obviously I'm like very overwhelmed because this was just like, I was doing my own thing. And then everything just kind of like happened. And I remember telling this coworker, I was just like, I just don't know like what to feel right now. And cause of course I was happy, but then there's just like this nagging part of me that it felt wrong but I didn't want it to feel wrong. So I'd like push it down. And I was like, no, something still feels weird. And he was texting me like we had never broken up, which was so strange. I remember going out to eat that next night and he was like, oh, well text me when you get home safe. And I got so mad over that text because I was just like, you haven't cared about my safety for the last six months. We haven't spoken in six months. So don't act like you care now because, you know, we were together last night. Like, no, not that like bothered me. And, but I was still like open to the idea, but it was just like very confusing. And this is also the hoo-woo part. Like the universe brings in people when you need them. And this was a good example of this because I had to go into work the next night or the night after or whenever back at the restaurant. And it was actually his sister who was there and she was like meeting a girlfriend and I was pretty close with his sister at the time too. And I went over to her, I was like, look, your brother and I, this happened. He wants me back. What do you think? And she was like, I don't think you should do it. He's not ready. If you get back together, he'll probably dump you again in three months and you're going to be like depressed. She's like, and she was so sweet. She's like, I don't want you to think it's about you because we all love you. The entire family loves you. You're great. You're honestly too good for him. When like, you deserve better than him, pretty much. I mean, this was coming from his sister. So I was like, okay. And that was kind of like the, because I was trying to convince him to like, take me out to like one of the nicest restaurants in the area. I was like, oh, you want me back? Take me to Simon Pierce. But, you know, with the nice, you know, they vacuum like the freaking tablecloth. It's so nice in between entrees. Like, okay. And she was telling me this and I was like, I can't go to this dinner and pretend like we had just too much to hash out. And I'm like, it's not a hunky dory. I'm very hurt still. And we're just not doing that. So I remember texting him and I was like, cancel the dinner reservations. We're not going anywhere tomorrow. I'm coming over to your house after work and we're talking. He was like, okay. And I didn't text him that entire day. And 
the next day I go to work, I go over to his house and the poor kid was nervous as all hell, (laughs) but you know what? As he should be. (laughs) And we go to sit down and I kind of just, I laid it into him again, but I mean, I was sober this time. So, and I had a lot to think, you know, one more time to think things over. And I was like, I really want to be with you, but it just doesn't feel right. And like, it's not like you asked for me back really. And not like, you didn't really make a huge grand gesture. Like you kind of bombarded me. And I was like, honestly, it just feels like it's like convenient for you to get back together with me because you don't want to be by yourself. And I'm like, I don't want to feel like that. Like you come after me two weeks after you dump the rebound girl. Like, how's that supposed to make me feel? Like, I don't really feel great about that. And he was trying very hard to be like, you know, I'll do anything you want. Like, I just want you to trust me again. I was just like, you broke the trust in our relationship when you broke up with me. Like, you can't go back to the way things were because it's just not possible anymore because that's already done. That relationship, whatever happened, it's over. So if, if we were to get back together, it'd be a brand new relationship. So you have to like let go of this idea that things are going to go back to the way they were. And I'd also heard a couple of other things about his like past relationships that sister told me and I kind of confronted him about and I kind of learned some more things that I didn't know. And I just continued to have just, I just didn't, it didn't feel right. I wanted it to feel right. It just didn't. And I decided I was like, you know, like you can't force something. Like if it feels right, you know. And like, if you feel that twinge of, eh, then it's a no, or at least it's a no for now, which is what I was telling him. And I had kind of told him too, I was like, look, I've really done like a lot of self work and like the way I see things now is very different. And like, I've spent the last six months working on me and being a better version of me. So I'm not even the girl that you dated six months ago. I mean, obviously I'm hurt, but I'm a lot different. Like I have different habits. I have different mindset. The way I think about myself is very different. Cause I remember when I was with him, he, cause he was my first boyfriend too. I was a very late bloomer and he's older than me by only a couple years, but still, but I literally lived in terror that I was going to get dumped. If we got into a fight, he's going to dump me. If I do something, you know, that's kind of like stupid. Cause I'm a little bit younger. He's going to dump me. And, and he was also, you know, he's a police officer. So like, if I get like a little too rowdy, I'm like, Oh, I'm not responsible. He's going to dump me. It was like my worst fear. It was like being dumped and being judged by him. And then like the worst fear happened. He did dump me, but you know, clearly it all worked out, <laughs> Yeah, but he, I kind of like hit this revelation when I was talking to him. Cause he was, I mean, he was just, he was crying in front of me. He was really upset. And I mean, granted, I mean, I was like laying into him. So it was probably intense, but I remember looking at him and it just kind of like clicked. I was just like, you're sad and depressed and scared. And you need to work on you because you are trying to have all the things that you want in your life too, but you're trying to put like, a round peg into a square hole and it's not working and you just need to work on yourself and like 
figure it out. And if we're meant to be together, we'll be together. And I still think that and with anybody, if you're meant to be with somebody, there's nothing you can do wrong. Or not stop do. That. Yeah. Or not do. It's like, just, I remember being like, I'm like, you just gotta relax. It's going to be okay. I'm like, if we're meant to be together, we will something to look forward to. If we're not meant to be together, it just means our people are out there. And that's just another thing to look forward to. I'm like, gotta stop acting so depressed and gloomy and like the world is against you. And I remember saying to him too, I was like, do you really think you were put on this earth to be the one person who's going to die alone, like never get married and have kids? Do you really think that? Like God chose you, the one martyr of, you know, New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah that one, nothing. They're going to get nothing. <laughs> like, no, I was like, that's ridiculous. I'm like, don't be such a masochist. Like, <laughs> it's yeah. all going to work out. It's going to be okay. Like, just relax, go with the flow. And it was interesting because it was like, we started off with this very intense thing and then it turned kind of like really intense and not a good way. And then it turned into crying and then it can't like, we came out and we were kind of just like laughing and friendly and it was, we ended things so amicably that it was kind of bizarre. It's like, it's like the best case scenario probably. And we were just like, we want each other to be happy and like whatever happens happens. And Yeah, it was kind of wild. And I literally left that experience feeling like cloud nine on fire. Because And then at that point, I was like, you did the right thing. That's how you should feel when it feels right. And I was like, even if it was hard and not what I really wanted, I was like, you did the right thing. There's so many, like, I remember when you first told me this story, (laughs) I was like, I'm so proud of you, you know, but it's like, so many good nuggets. If it doesn't feel right, it's not right. Cause you could have been like, Oh, mm-hmm. I'm not listening to my gut. All I wanted yep. was him back. So, yep. but you're like, like you got the thing that so many people want. Yeah. And it didn't feel good. Yeah. But it's because you started learning how to listen to yourself. Like, exactly. like you said, all that work and you switched from, I'm so lucky that anyone wants me mm-hmm. to like, I'm great. I bring a lot yeah. to the table. And then, you know, to the point where like you were able, like in that moment, he was like knocked off the pedestal. And I think the fact that like you were open and willing to like, I think it's so easy to be like, oh, we stayed the night together. We made like, this is, yeah. this is it. This is it. Like tunnel, yeah. total tunnel vision. Yep. But I think yep. the fact that you were like, huh, I'm going to explore why this doesn't feel right. And then you happen to like hear that crystal clear message from his own sister. Sister. Yes. Which (laughs) the story I share on the podcast a ton about the birthday text story with Mm -hmm. my ex. I heard that from my ex's friend. He's the one that told me that. And it's like, sometimes we hear it from the Mm -hmm. least likely, but it's like basically straight from the source of someone saying, no, I wouldn't get back together with him. Exactly. So I want to ask you a couple of things. What do you think yeah. would have happened if you hadn't taken that space from him for six months? Like, how do you think that would have gone differently when he wanted to get back together? I mean, if like, if I hadn't done all the work pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, I would have been, <laughs> A, I would have gone back together with him immediately. Yeah. And then I feel like I would have been even crazier because then my brain would just be like, 
okay, you lost him once. You can't lose him again. So you yeah. better not fucking fuck up. You got to toe that line and make sure you're the best girlfriend that has ever lived on planet Earth because God forbid this man who has a receding hairline in New Hampshire is going to dump you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and then in hindsight, you're just like, oh my God. But I, I would have been crazy, honestly. I would have yeah. been even more terrified than I was in the beginning of him yeah. breaking up with me. And then there's also the whole fact that he dated somebody so soon after me, which like, it was clearly his way of coping. Like he just yeah couldn't deal with the feelings and couldn't be alone. But then there's always that comparison trap. Cause I remember when we first got back together, you know, I didn't care about who the other, his exes were, but an ex between us dating that's a little different you know yeah so I think I would have been nuts yeah (laughs) and I think the question the question to like that I want to end on is this is a blessing in disguise I've realized more and more that like it makes people want to puke if they're not in the space to hear it however yeah (laughs) I still think (laughs) it's true I'm just not saying it as often yes yes Like, what are some things that you've gained from this experience that you never would have gained if you didn't ever have to go through that breakup? Yes. So many things. I sympathize with people who hate that because I can tell you in like the first few months, I mean, I, I mean, I was so mentally ill (laughs) that it was just like the world had stopped. I was in so much pain. Like I wasn't ready to hear that. And now looking back now, it's been like, it's so funny. Like when you reached out to me to do this, it was our breakup anniversary, like a year. And I felt totally fine. I was just like, that's weird. Like my breakup anniversary and like a year later. But like, I just think back to who I was pre-breakup and she's great, but I don't know. Like, I don't want to like, I don't necessarily want to say that like the best growing experiences happen through your pain, but oof, it is a catalyst to, you know, it shook up my entire life and it just shone a light on all the things that I needed to work on and that I wanted to work on, but I was too afraid or distracted to, because all that happened and it was so raw that there was nothing else but me. And I was like, look, it might just be you and you need to figure out how to be happy if it's just going to be you, even if you don't like that. But like right now you're, you're clearly not ready to be in another relationship. So figure out what makes you happy and work on some goals. So you're not so crazy. And looking back now, I mean, I love my job. I would have never gotten into this job if he hadn't dumped me because I was so desperate to do anything. Like I would never work in cancer research. No, what, what it just wouldn't even make sense. I wouldn't be a runner. Like I'm running in like a half marathon next month, which is wild. Like so cool. It has never, she would never run the half marathon. So now I'm like, I wouldn't be running. I wouldn't be in the best shape of my life. I wouldn't have this job that I love. I wouldn't have new friends. I wouldn't have like, I don't know. There's just so much like insight and soul searching that I've done throughout all of this. A really big thing that I did too was journal. And now that's like, my saving grace because like journaling makes me feel less crazy, (laughs) but like really just taking care of myself and figuring out what makes me happy 
And like, I'm not saying you can't do that in a relationship, but for me, I needed that push. I just didn't know I needed it. Somebody else up, up there knew I needed it. So that's what happened. But I don't know. Sometimes you have to go through these things to get to the other side of yourself, you know, and it all work. It like, and that's the other thing, like, it's all going to be okay. And I tell myself that too, even when I'm feeling crazy, cause I'm not perfect. And a lot of times I'm like, this sucks. Dating New Hampshire's awful. I'm never finding anybody like my ex. I'm like, stop being so dramatic. Like it's really all going to be fine. And you know, in a couple of years, you're going to look back even on this time and just be like, you were so stressed and like, it all works out. And even if it doesn't, eventually it will. So like, just chill. It's all going to be okay. <laughs> I love, love your story <laughs> and all your lessons. It's and a, I, I mean, I am, <laughs> I have just adored you since our first coaching session at the oh end. Gosh. I was, remember I was like, why are you so cute? <laughs> well, it's so funny and too, relatable remember, and hilarious. Oh, and like, the other thing with this whole breakup too is just because I got very like spiritual and I was already like who woo hippy dippy to kind of begin with. But like I just started picking up more on synchronicities of things. I think I remember telling you this, like I saw all these angel members all the time, and then I would see XYZ and like, I don't know. In my opinion, I think the universe gives you little clues to tell you that you're on the right track. And even if you don't understand what they mean, sometimes I find it comforting. Even if I see like a stupid, like repeating number in my head, I'm like, okay, even though I don't know what I'm doing right now or things feel like not the best, I know that I'm on the right track. And it was funny because I remember in our first coaching call, you would call me like a bright light or something. And it was so sweet. And I had I have like a bulletin board thing in my room when I was very depressed. I still have it because it came from, oh, you are a badass. I love that book by Jen Sincero. Highly recommend. And one of the lines in the books is like, you're a bright, shiny light. And like, and obviously like I worked with kids. So like simplifying things like that is, was just like perfect for me. And so I put that on my little bulletin board thing. Like you are a bright, shiny light. And whenever I felt depressed, I was just like, you are a bright, shiny light, Danielle. And like anybody who knows you, loves you, and it's all going to be okay. And I remember we had that call and like, you're just such a bright light. I was like, oh my God, it's like the sun. It's just, oh my God. <laughs> well, you totally, I mean, yes, you a hundred percent are. And I'm so glad through this experience, you were able to own that part of you. Yeah. And I have no doubt that the relationship you end up with will like treasure the fact that you are a bright, shiny light. I hope so. (laughs) Just like everyone else who knows you. So thank you for coming on and sharing your story. I know so many people are laughing and relating and like, that's me. And you're able to like speak from the other side and and shed light and shed hope. So thank you so much. Of course. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. 
I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.